Pickaxe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back uh, to the Triforce podcast. Oh, man, welcome back. God, Dude. it's been a while. Jeez. So uh, the first thing I wanted to talk about was Starfield came out today. Oh, oh yes. Well, yesterday, officially. Yeah. But you've been playing it for a week, Sips, already. I, I don't know why. I haven't got any interest really in, in playing it. I know that, Sips, you played a lot of Fallout and stuff, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I it's wonder a, if... Uh, is that one of the reasons you sort uh, of jo- Joking aside, uh, I, I have enjoyed it, but... Um, well, it's the other way, isn't it? Like everyone's not everyone. There's some crazy lunatics who've been complaining that it's too woke. Um, really? And yeah, and all oh. the it's got pronouns and it's got you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Sorry, I did see that. Yeah, I saw yeah, some of that. It's, oh, it's insane. Actually, wait, wait, wait. How are people, so people angry? Are these people who didn't play Baldur's Gate three? Then I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what world they live in. I actually, I don't even think they're real people. I think they're just trolls. I think they're just they're there's, just trying there, to be famous. There are from... definitely a lot of people that that don't like Bethesda from just just for over the years. You know, there's people who don't like the engine that they use to make their games. There's people who think they haven't innovated it enough. You know, it's. Have you played Starfield yet, uh, Pyrian and Sips? Like, what uh, do you think? No, I, 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 I did Baldur's Gate three, but I'm not really interested in. I'm it. Play, I play. I'm playing Starfield. I'm yeah. fascinated because you know I've not picked it up yet. I'm right. like, it's going to be on Game Pass. Okay, well, so imagine like, why would I buy it? It's it, just imagine it Fallout in space and a bit less yeah. dreary. It's a bit less maybe hostile than you know Fallout. You Fallout the the setting of Fallout kind of means that everybody is just sort of a miserable asshole in that game but which is right. you know part of the charm or whatever there's a bit less of that in starfield it's a bit more like you know we're on the frontier of human exploration and stuff like that so there's there's a bit more like positivity but it is it is it is just a big janky bethesda <laughs> RPG. Yeah. I, 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 it's, it's expect it's expectations like my expectation was yeah, okay, great. It's another Bethesda game. It's single player. And hopefully it's just Fallout in space. I hope it's just goofy and, you know, more of what I've come to expect. And on all those levels, I think it delivers. I think it's I think it's great. Does it still do that thing when you talk to people where they sort of turn and look at you and then it zooms in a bit in yes. that weird way? Yeah. I don't know why that always oh, that's such a Bethesda thing. I don't know. So it's weird. just it's it, it's just a it's just one of those things. But like depending on how you catch them or what's going on. You'll you'll be mid dialogue and your follower will just like you know climb up on a table and stand right in front of them <laughs> and stuff like it's it's the same old stuff you know there's there's bugs from you know two three games past that are still <laughs> apparent you know people sinking into the floor while you're talking to them and sometimes like the physics I think the physics are a lot better in this game generally but every once in a while you'll shoot somebody and they'll just rocket into space and stuff and it's it's been fun it has been a lot of fun but the again combat, well, the combat yeah. didn't look very interesting to it's me it's not it's not there's no vats like in in Fallout you know you, you know in Fallout you could like yeah yeah pause time and shoot limbs and you know, every once in a while, if you got like a really good shot, it would so- show like a slow slow motion action replay of the shot and stuff. 
There's none of that. The, the combat is just really basic, but like it's I saw, fine. I saw I mean, a fight. The guys fighting some guys in a room, and they're all just shooting the doorway where he was. Yeah, and they just sort of stand in there, and then yeah. he just dips in and shoots one and goes back, and they're like, "Oh, he's over there, get I him!" And they're just it, standing around. Like, is the, that true? The, the focus. I don't think the focus is the combat. You know, it's not. It's not meant to be a shooter. You're meant to be talking to people and sort of weaving your way through stories and. The choices are probably less than Baldur's Gate, I think. Baldur's Gate seems, I mean, from, I haven't played it, but everybody's oh, wow, just saying not. it is Dude, you should play it. I think just the really greatest game it. ever. There's, you know, there's unlimited choices in how you tackle problems and stuff like that. That's, Starfield is not that. There's like, uh, you, you know, there's, there's skills that you can, you can invest points in when you level up towards certain things that can help you through di tricky dialogue or change the course of things. But basically, it, it always boils down to either can I mind control this person and skip combat or fail that and then have to fight them sort of thing. <laughs> it, it, it always boils down to well, those Well, honestly, I, I think, first of all, I think your, your viewers would love to watch you play Baldur's Gate 3. And second of all, it, it's such a good game. Yeah, like, I've it, heard. It is, it's incredible. I, like, I, I will I've pick it up I've watched some of sure. the, the scenes of the conversation and the NPC interactions and stuff in Starfield. And when you look at it, and then and you've just played Baldur's Gate, I mean, in a way, they're really fucking unlucky with the timing here, or they fucked up, where they thought they're, they're going to be a big deal, Baldur's Gate 3 wasn't anything to worry about. But equally, I don't know how many people are going to play Baldur's Gate 3 that would have played Starfield. I know tons of people who are just obsessed with Bethesda games. Sure. They play fucking Skyrim, they played yeah, Fallout, yeah. all of it, like, that's their I've, thing. I would say if you liked Fallout and Skyrim and, and um, you know, Oblivion and all the Elder Scrolls games and whatever, it, it, it's great. It, it's, it's it's funny. It's a, it's a new it's a new um, environment. It's it's twenty years later than these original. You know, I was playing Morrowind and Oblivion when I was you know in university, and these were. It was a very it was very immersive, interesting experience, and it's it's so similar to this experience now. Like we've got, like it feels like gaming hasn't really changed. Like the formula is still the same. Well, I mean, the um, Bethesda RPG formula has not at all changed. It's is there same. any sex in stuff? Can you fuck anyone? And so far, I have not been able to. I think that might be working against them because I, I think that's a big <laughs> part of Baldur's Gate 3. I fucked a mind flayer, dude. A mind flayer. And in, in Starfield, there's not even a, a hint towards any romance or anything yet. So far, I'm like 50 Baldur's hours Gate in. Baldur's Gate 3 is, let me just say. The horniest game. It's the holiest game. It really I've is. I've done one main story quest in Starfield in 50 hours, so... So, yeah, I think the lead dev said you can spend, like, 60 to 80 hours just fucking wandering around doing oh shit. Oh, my God, yeah, it's vast. There's a lot of... Sh I mean, a, a lot of it is, like... Some of it is really fun and interesting, and then some of it is just, like... Uh, go to this facility and kill everyone for 3,000 yeah. credits. You know, like, the, the procedural <laughs> and stuff And the facility is, just... is exactly the same as the one that you saw before. Exactly. All right, yeah. so here's a question for you. Loads of people were complaining about the fact that you can't just get in your ship and free fly around. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. But no. my question is, is that really the most fun part of those games? Literally well, no, just what, holding down W and fucking There's plenty drifting. of space sims out there that do that. You can play right. No Man's Sky, you can play Elite Dangerous. Those are all games where you have to, in real time, travel to your destination and it takes a long time. But if you right. love that aspect of it, I'd say, yeah, those games do it really well. You know, maybe I don't, I've never played Star Citizen, but I think Star Citizen yeah, is like space shit. simmy yeah. kind of stuff. And then there's like your, your X4s and whatever, like the really hardcore ones. 
I think those all do it better. I don't think Starfield is meant to be that. People say, oh, it's a, you know, it's a loading screen and um, fast travel simulator. But like, for me personally, I don't, I, I don't, I didn't, I don't want to play a space sim in that game. I just want to jump mm. around. Well, and- no. Did you play the Outer Worlds? Uh, I did. No, yeah. I never did. Actually, no, I didn't play. It's, it was decent. It was okay. Like it, it was a uh, the way it looked was really nice, and I liked the concept. It was clever, but obviously, I mean, for a long RPG style game, that didn't really didn't really fit, did it? Like it was yeah. more of a, a, a story puzzle yeah. in space, right? Yeah. Um, Oh, by the way, so talking of Star Citizen, the total funding that that game has received, if you don't know, have a guess. How much do you think the total funding Oh, like hundreds is? of millions now. 600 million. Yeah. No. It's insane. 600 yeah. million. Where does this money come from? from? People. It's still being, it's still kickstarting. I think they had some investors come in that, that were interested that, that dumped some money into it as well. But yeah, it's insane. All right, I want to ask oh, you guys wow. a question about it. Do you think, because this is my opinion, I'd like to know if I'm off base. Star Citizen, Star Citizen is the only fans of games. Oh my god. People yeah. are obsessed with it. It's almost like a parasocial relationship. They think they're a part of the dev team. And there are people, whales out there, who are dumping thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. I think it is. I think it's a sunk game. cost fallacy as well. Like they've spent so much on it yeah, as well. Maybe. They're like, well, it has to, it has to be good. I think some people I genuinely just want it to be this perfect game, which is kind of what it's setting out to do, right? It just wants yeah. to be. It, it 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 wants to stand on its own as just the ultimate game, which is. But that's what we had with Cyberpunk before that came out, and Starfield just just two weeks ago. Yeah, people had no one had played Star- Starfield. You know, not even review copies that had really gone out until two weeks ago, and you know it was. But everyone was hyped out. No one really knew what to expect. There was so, it was so much hype, so much like this is going to be the greatest game ever, blah blah blah. And I was like, look. We've been here before, you know. We all know that it's going to be a game that runs on a PS5, right? Have so, you seen? Uh, have you seen like, the Starfield <laughs> clip? How good can it be? Of the guy who filled his ship with potatoes? Yeah. Fuck me, man. That's so funny. He opened the door and then just fucking a million potatoes come spilling out. It's so funny. I mean, the the, the effects and the way it looks. Is, yeah. It's, it's very pretty. It's great. Yeah. But- I love the. Uh, I love the aesthetic. I love the the not. It, it feels like. Not too future space, you mm. know. No Man's Sky felt like way too future space. Everything mm. just looked too fucking weird, and <laughs> I really like the uh, I really like the aesthetic. I like the like the the StarCraft Terran aesthetic, you know, the chunky, almost like space cowboys sort of stuff, you know, like it's everything like, just uh, Firefly kind of. I guess so. Yeah, I, I've never watched it. I I'm, no. I know what it is, but I've never I've never watched it, but. It's Great like show, it's almost like feels like near future space, you know, like the insides you know what, of all you know the what, ships. Uh, just here's, look- here's a game I like that's like it feels like a spacey game, and I, I've yet to find a space game that really has this feeling. Was uh, Subnautica, the original Subnautica? Yeah, I felt when I was exploring in that game, genuine amazement and claustrophobia and yeah. discovery. Yeah, like when you go through a tunnel and you come out, and there's a vast. The first time you really find one of those big underground caves. Yeah, and you sort of set your marker and go back up because you're running out of shit. Yeah. And then you straight back down there and you're exploring, you're finding new things. I, I really felt a sense of discovery and exploration that when I played No Man's Sky, I think the whole nature of you've got endless worlds, it's like, yeah, but that means there's no attention to detail in them. There's no, well, it's just yeah, essentially no they Sky. are all going to be the same. They're just rocks in well, space. Well, every, every planet in No Man's Sky 
is colored like baby shit as well for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Well, part of the problem is that when you have a procedural generation that's generated by a, basically a pattern generator, yeah. humans are very good at recognizing patterns and, and everything seems immediately very boring. Well, give it a few years and we'll have GPT whatever doing it. I think the game plus stuff in Starfield is like that. You, When you land on a planet, you can land on this completely what looks like a barren planet. You'll see there's little settlements all over the place, but they're all just little mini dungeons, you know? Kind of like, you know, kind of like Skyrim, how you had, you know, you'd walk by a cave and you'd be like, oh, I wonder what cave this is. Right. And you'd go into it and it would just be the same cave you'd been in a million times with like a big white at the end of it and then a huge chest once you kill them that has some gear in it. Yeah. And then there's like a nice fast escape route out the back. But you never go to that cave again. It has nothing right. to do with the story. It's nothing to do with anything. It's just a little tiny mini dungeon for you to pass time in to get some supplies or whatever. There's loads of that in Starfield. Like, uh, But the stuff that's interesting that's handcrafted is usually marked on the map. You mm. can see it. Well, I think it tends to be side quest stuff or additional content. I think with Baldur's Gate, apparently like 500 people have completed it in the first two days, you know, of it coming out. And it's, I think it's a similar thing with Starfield and Cyberpunk. If you stick to the main quest, yeah. you can do yeah, it. Yeah, you'll cane through it. Usually it's a little bit challenging because you don't have the levels or the gear yeah, or the yeah, stuff. Yeah. But if you do all the side quests, then you come back to the main quest. Yeah, and it's you have trivial, the opposite yeah, problem just... of everything's just trivialized. Yeah. So, yeah, but I, I get the whole idea of people wanting to complete the story and be following things and get this sense of completion and do all the achievements. You know, like yeah. Elden Ring, I remember. Yeah. That was something where I looked at the achievements and was like, I can do all these. Let's finish them I off. I mean, I play I play um, Fallout and Skyrim and now Starfield the same way I play Stardew Valley. I just want to collect everything. I want all the mugs. I want all yeah, the... Yeah, it's impressive to me how much fucking stamina you've got for that I shit. don't... It's crazy. I don't... I want to collect all the armors. I want to collect all the followers and house them and stuff, you know? Like, it's it's the dumbest, it really most is. mundane shit, but I it's, love it, it. It's not, but it's like... It's part... It's tapped into something about us, you know? It gives you this sense of achievement, yeah. like, uh, beyond the sort of arbitrary story, yeah. you know, that, that, that's been forced down our throat kind of thing, you know? <laughs> that you have to follow along with and you can't modify and you can't change. Baldur's Gate apparently has like a thousand endings, right? Or some bullshit. Really? But I mean, it, of course it doesn't. It's obviously that many endings, I guess you could figure out by how many followers you've killed along the way and other crap. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm I mean sure there's it, lots of characters that sort of, you do something in Act 1 and then you see them in Act 2 or Act 3 and, you know, it does have loads of different, like someone might die but someone else might live. So in terms of combinations, and also what class you are, what decisions you made along the way, like it does all add up to different So endings. are all the followers like um, uniquely like voice acted? They all oh, look God, different, yeah, they have backstories yeah. and stuff. And then what Dude, you pick so and the, choose the which ones you are, want? Yeah, 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 yeah. A hundred times better than in Starfield. Like, Apparently you, the followers in Starfield are really bad. Well, I, I found one <laughs> so far. I played for 50 hours. I have, oh no, sorry. I, I, I hired another guy, but he just sits in my ship. He's like some, he's, he's an, a hireling. He doesn't he's an count. Yeah, you can hide those in. You can hide those in. And, the, and the, well. the only reason I have a follower right now, because I, I guess, because I haven't done the main quest, is because at the start you can pick these perks that sort of change the whole game in some small way. And one of the perks that I picked was it's not really perk. It feels like a curse most of the time. Is uh, <laughs> this this? It's called the adoring fan. So 
I was on my own for a while. And then all of a sudden, this really keen guy comes running up to me at the starport. Like, and he's just like, oh my God, I love you so much. And all this stuff. I have a tiny penis. Yeah. And, um, and then basically, (laughs) you, um, you get him, you get him on board. And now he follows me around everywhere. But his, some of his voice lines are really funny. You know, like, like you'll, you'll, you'll land on a planet and he'll be like, another perfect landing and stuff. Like, it's just, it's so, it's, it's really fucking good, actually. It's great. But that's the only guy I have. I have no other followers. So I don't, I, really? I couldn't tell you apparently if the other ones are good or bad. There's, there's, there's apparently like four or five main followers and then like some additional ones. All right. But, uh, but in um, Baldur's Gate, you can customize their class, you know, you can, and, uh, so they can fit in your party. All right. You can really pick the kind of um, people that you want to play with. Because some people, there's this, there's this vampire follower, right, right? Who very early in the game, you get him like immediately. And within the cu- first couple of hours, he, you know, he, you wake up with him like leaning over you, sort of going to suck your blood, right? And you can, you have so many options, you know, you can literally stake him right there. Or and then he's dead forever. Or you can like let him suck on you for a bit, and you can actually let him suck on you so long that you actually die. Um, it's mental. Like all these choices. That's crazy. You know, it, you can kind of a lot. A lot of people have been playing it multiple times because yeah, I guess the replayability is insane, right? Like you can do it with different party compositions. Yeah, different- there there are quite a few game over screens because of decisions you've made. So yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yes. It, it is, which is good, honestly. And also, like, I like I like the idea of not playing it 100% completion. Like, being like, oh, I'm just going to go and do this bit now and then right. this bit now, and then I'm going to go to Act 2. I'm not going to do everything because maybe the second time I play it, I'll go back and do the things I missed or I'll, I'll go to other places and it'll be more refreshing. Because otherwise, you feel like you have to completely explore everything on the map before you move on to the next zone. You know what I mean? Yeah. But but because of its because of the nature because I know I'm already missing time and voices and story with companions that I've killed or if forgotten or ignored or whatever I know that there's going to be more interesting stuff to see if I if I do it a second time which is unusual for me in yeah. a game like this. Do you know I think as well with Baldur's Gate three is um I know I know a lot of people for some reason have been hating on Act three I really enjoyed Act three myself. It's interesting because, first of all, every fight seems different um, because of the terrain you're on or what they, what spells the enemy has, how they fight. Or they all feel different and none of them feel like a grind. I never felt if I had to play this through again, I'd be like, oh, this section. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like where there's, it, it just doesn't feel that way. It, it's, it's interesting it's talking to you guys about it because we played Definity Original Sin 2, yes, which is obviously yeah. heavily based. This game is the same it's engine. Similar, yeah, yeah. It's the same sure. fucking everything, basically, right? But yeah, Baldur's Gate's more polished and stuff. And I didn't really like Baldur's Gate when it was on Alexis a couple of years ago, and I didn't rate it at all. And it sort of has exploded relatively recently. And I think that's maybe why it got sort of, it sideswiped everyone a little bit because it's hugely, hugely popular. But I do think a big part of it is the, the fucking nerds, the horny nerds. You know, you can have <laughs> all of the, all of the companions are what are called player sexual. If you're a, 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 a pansexual gnome with blue beard, they will all still fuck you. <laughs> well, um, you say that, but hang on. I what? tried to fuck Shadowheart. I tried to fuck Karlak. <laughs> Neither of them was into it. Every dude in the game was horny for me. All right. And eventually I was like, fuck it, fine. Like, Astarian tried to hunt me. Gale told me he loved me. I'd never even really done much with Gale. He was like, I I love you. What can I say? Will tried to fuck me. He was like, come dance with me. I was like, no, dude, I'm straight. I'm not into it. I'm sorry. And he was like, gutted. 
And then eventually, the fucking mind flare is like, do you want to get it? Get on with it? I was like, yeah, fuck it, mate. Fuck it. The women won't fuck me. It's only dudes who want to fuck me. I'm going to fuck a fucking tentacle creature. Let's go. It was unbelievable. I did everything. Shadowheart was like, I said to her, how am I doing? She goes, I can't believe you need to ask. You're the most remarkable person I've ever met. I was like, cool, let's have sex. She was like, no. Nothing. Maybe Nothing. she doesn't believe in in sex before marriage. Perhaps. Everybody's fucking shadow heart. Or Carla. Oh, oh my Everybody's god! This is this sounds like my current dating situation. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> no, it's fine. I've I, so I've been working on Jingle Jam really hard lately for the last couple of weeks. So I haven't really I haven't really used anything for the, for, for the last month. Yeah. But, um. Uh, I I guess we have learned. Uh, <laughs> Jingle Jam is like only positive, right? And even though I get a lot of rejection, there's a lot of positivity in that, you know, I'm dealing with nice people who are being nice. You know, we, we had a charity meetup this week where we all the charities came down and everyone was so, so goddamn nice. Um, had really interesting things to say and we, you know, great, great stories about their what their charity does and all the great work it does. You know, all these people, really, really interesting. And Jingle Jam is just so positive. The whole The whole process is so positive, right? People get a, a, a load of really good games for, for next to nothing. Uh, they get a load of really good content because we make a load of stuff. All of us get a really great time, you I know, sit, being social I and seeing it. everyone and having fun and doing these weird events and the poker and all sorts of stuff, right? It's so good. Jingle Jam's good for everyone. Whereas online dating feels like the opposite of that. Like every part of the process of like, of like making your profile and looking at other people's profiles, getting insights into their awful lives. <laughs> You know, because a lot of them are, you see a lot of awful people on there. Um, and then well, finally women. trying to talk to someone and then either being ghosted or being rejected or, or dealing with that. Or then maybe meeting someone that isn't like their pictures and then you have to reject them after oh, they're man. really into you. Like the whole process is like, there's no, I know at the end of it, you're supposed to have have a relationship with someone and that makes up for it. And I'm sure these moments are... Um, I haven't had any, but I'm sure these moments are special when you finally get them. Um, do, you, do you think, Lewis, that what? because it has elements of a video game, like Tinder, essentially, it, it feels like a mobile game almost. Do you think that at its core, it's about getting people to meet and there is a chance that they get along? Not a great chance, but there's a chance. And essentially, it's just a way of getting through the barrier of just walking up to strangers and saying, do you want to go to date with me? This is just like a way of saying we are all, everyone here has agreed that we want to date. But much like if you went up and just said to someone in the street, which it does work occasionally, do you, you know, you're very attractive. Would you like to get a coffee or whatever? The point is it overcomes that. It gamifies it. So it feels like a mobile game. Your Tinder is a mobile game, blah, 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 blah. But the odds of you meeting someone that you get along with and want to see again are just as slim as they are in the real world. It's just oh, that yeah. this is an avenue to meet people. But do you think uh, that I, the pressure you put on yourself is because it feels more like a game that you should be winning and you're not? Well, I think, okay, there's two aspects to this. One is that games have become more like jobs. I like Factorio and these games and the Satisfactory sips. My God, oh the amount of time God. you put into Satisfactory lately. Oh. Like, you, it was like a full-time job for yeah. you building this stuff. Oh, right? I love it, though. And the stuff I do on Jingle Jam is I go through all these people. I try and find their contact information. I send them nice messages where I say, oh, do you want to give you, do you, wanna, are you interested in maybe going out for a dr drink? It's blending together in my mind. No, not really. But it's, um, it's, it, is, it is very similar, right? And, and I guess the second aspect of it is y yes and no. Like, I, it feels like a game that is stacked against me. And I feel like, in a sense, like, it's kind of... Um, 
it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like rigged, okay? Because I'm playing I'm playing poker at the table right. where there's just professional poker players right. there, you know? But so that, that's my are... point, is that you're seeing it again as a game. But I'm not being funny, but the, the argument, and I've been thinking about this a bit because we've spoken about it before, that Tinder is sort of rigged and it's just all these guys at the top and blah, blah, blah. But how is that not just true in real life? It is true in real right. life. No, so, so Tinder cannot remove or replace what is essentially people's way of judging other people. And you uh, reveal more of yourself through desperation to get noticed on Tinder, either with your bio. By the way, when I say you, I mean one, not you. In no, you, it's true. Um, one. One one puts this bio out there of photos they're trying to put on your best face. All of this, people trying to game it and or do this, do that, do the other. But essentially, people are still going to go for the people they would have gone for anyway. So I, I think the argument that Tinder has somehow made it harder to meet these beautiful woman of your dreams or man of your dreams uh, and they go for these other people instead. That that's true in life. Like it's it's true in life. You see beautiful women and they've got a good looking bloke. You think lucky bastard, you know. And that that's life. So I, I don't know why Tinder is the focus of that frustration. I'm not saying that uh, that it's not hard for women as well. Like it is. It's just as difficult on the other end, right. you know. Because I, I know women that use Tinder, and a lot of the time, first of all, they're more successful. But that's true in real life as well. Like if women go out and are available in like a club or a pub, they'll have lads all over. Them. Like it's just the way it is. It's much. It is much easier if you're a woman to pull than if you're a bloke. I, I'm, well, I'm 100% on board. There. There's a danger element that women need to be much more careful than men. It's this a different is conversation. Exactly, that is there's a, different a whole conversation. bunch of things that we don't really appreciate of course, when it comes to that side of dating. When, when people talk about Tinder as being rigged in favor of women or rigged in favor of a handful of, of men, I'm just saying, how is that different from real life? You, dating is, is, yeah, is the other way around. Well, it's partly a cultural thing, but I don't think that's necessary. I, I think there is that. I don't know. Everyone I've spoken to about Baldur's Gate 3 <laughs> has, has fucking talked about the, who they've been having sex with yeah. and, and how, or how they've, some of, you know, some of the things they've done. Like, it's, it's, it's literally the, almost the first thing that they've said. And it, this was how it was back in the day with the Bioware games, with Mass Effect. You know, people would look back oh, on Mass hell Effect as, yes. a, as this great game. But and The Witcher. Actually, at the time, and The Witcher, yeah, of course. Yeah, no, there's Tris, a lot of great decisions. Everyone's talking about the boobs and the, 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 the partner, right? There are a lot. It's a big incentive um, for people to play these games. Maybe maybe it's not. Um, maybe I'm making more of it than it should no, be. No, I mean, I, look, I think it's, it's in the game. And you're right. It is the number one thing I've seen people talking about. Apart from, look what happens when you, you know, accept the hag's offer, or look what happens when you put on the mask in the hag's dungeon or something, which are two random shorts that popped up. I, I knew what happened in both cases, but it was interesting to see. People love to find out the unusual endings or results of things, um, mm. but people also, it, it's just fun, because you spend hours with these people, and they either make you laugh, or you really like them, or you really don't like them. Sometimes the companions are kind of annoying, sometimes you think they're fantastic. And I think it's it's weird that it draws you more into the game. People can see it as a gimmick, but essentially having these relationships makes the game feel more real world. And I think that's drawn people into the characters more and made them more beloved because they don't just feel like like Sips's uh, companion in Starfield, who's just a lump. 
It's yeah, just basically just it's basically uh, Twitch chat following me around in <laughs> right, which is is funny. <laughs> it's good, but he doesn't he doesn't, doesn't dono funny. no donos no donos though. Yeah, no. no, he does actually. Does he Every go- once in a while, he's like, "I found something that you might be interested in," <laughs> but it's always something stupid. Like you think, right. like, "Oh shit, he's gonna give me like some ammo or something." He just gives you like you know a juice box with whiskey in it or something like that. Right, right, right. Before we continue, Lewis has a word about our sponsor this week. Lewis? That's right, Pyrian. How do you think big tech companies make all their money? I don't know, Lewis. Can you please explain it to me? Burglary. They, they can track your searches, <laughs> video history, everything you click on, profiling, surveillance, data harvesting. There are a lot of things not to like about tech giants. But what can you actually do about it when you rely on so many of their products? Uh, get it. You could get a job uh, working for them and then slowly over time bring them down from the inside. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good plan. But to start with, for less than $7 a month, you can join me and fight back by using ExpressVPN. Oh. Uh, it helps you anonymize much of your online presence by hiding your IP address, which is a unique identifier good. that allows big tech to match your activity back to you. Right. Uh, I use ExpressVPN on all my devices to make it much more difficult for them to exploit my data and use it for their own profits. I, I got ExpressVPN last week. Can you tell me how easy it is to use? Oh, it's very easy. It's literally, it, I just have run a startup and it's just a button that's like a little window and it, I, I'm currently not connected. I click the button, I'm, I'm protected. Pr- yes, protect and the have you noticed any like speed drops or anything? No, and I, I can turn it on while, like I'll be watching a YouTube vid, I'll turn it on and it doesn't stop. The only speed drops he's noticed are the ones he's, the speed he's delivering now that he can do secure transactions using his VPN and not uh, get, <laughs> get, get, get caught, am I right? Yeah, you exactly. are correct. No, it's great. I really like so it. So if you don't like big tech, tracking you and selling your personal data for profit it's time to fight back with expressvpn you can visit expressvpn.com slash triforce right now protect your online freedom and privacy it's expressvpn.com slash triforce on with the show so I, I read this week that starfield people do sink hours into these games and there was a couple playing starfield late late into the night and apparently it like saved them from death um, they were binging Starfield and there was like a deadly fire in their apartment. It was like an explosion and the fire spread really, really fast. Well, they didn't notice? And no, so they were there up at like three in the morning. Oh. And he heard this explosion, looked out the window and there was like fire coming up his stairway right. into his apartment. And he and his wife grabbed the cat and apparently went straight out, only got minor burns. But if they'd, you know, if they'd, if not, they'd, if they'd been, been asleep, asleep, they'd be dead, yeah. They could have, they could have wild, died, though. yeah. Yeah, that is insane. So yeah. Starfield literally literally saving people from death due to them staying up all night, question it's, mark? It, it's really weird um, with Starfield. It feels like, um, it feels like there's more people than I expected that, that dislike it. Um, but I, at the, again, like, I'll, I'll just reiterate. I think if you, if you, if you liked Fallout three and four and and skyrim and stuff it's a very safe game in that sense they haven't changed yeah. much of that it, formula it didn't, didn't feel like as much whether uh, that is a good or a bad thing for you but i mean my expectations were that it would be that so for me my expectations have been met so i'm 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 quite happy just you know meandering through it i don't think it's the greatest game of all time but it's been no. fun to play like if don't like if something if something amazing came out tomorrow, I would probably just play that. But you know what I mean. But it's, is it? So do you think it's like an exciting new IP? Because I feel like the Fallout world, 
even though Fallout wasn't a game I put a huge number of hours into, I, I played it, yeah. and I, I did enjoy it. I mean, it got very depressing after a while. Oh, I, I love the oh, Fallout, I love Fallout world this, as well. I love the nuclear punks. Yeah, yeah. Right, but, yeah. but that, right. that look is so unique. I, I look at all the Starfield stuff, and I think it, it feels very vanilla. It feels... Like it's almost like it's it's low risk. Yeah, it is. It, that, I think everything about it is pretty low risk, though. You know, like, It is don't... very low. You're right, and that's what the Outer Worlds tried to break away from with their sort of, sort of zany, punky looking... You know, there was always like rocket punky yeah, kind of yeah. vibe. It um, felt like goblins in space, really. Yeah. The sort of level of technology. Uh, I mean, technology. the thing is, the, like, the game... To, to get it early access, it's an expensive game. You know, to get the digital premium or, or whatever version... But the fact that you can just play it on Game Pass if you if you've already got Game Pass now that it's released because it came out yesterday is you know what I mean? Like I I feel like it's a no brainer. I mean if you if you played enough Fallout and Skyrim and other Bethesda games, you, yeah, it's a good chance that you'll like this one as well. But I don't think it's it's not going to change the world. It's not going to blow your mind in any way. But it's mm. it's a fun enough game to play through. It's, but then again, I think that's what people are after a lot of the time. Yeah. Do you think like I mean, obviously people have like the ability to suspend their disbelief when it comes to watching television and romantic things, and you know people watch romantic movies or, or Bridgerton or whatever, you know, with everyone or Love Island, you know, yeah. with people all fucking each other. It doesn't mean that they want to necessarily do that. No. It's escapist. Do you think, like, it is a very escapist, like, sexual encounters in Baldur's Gate. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it, it's kind of got everything, you know, you could be a psychopath and murder a a, a, a family. Yeah. <laughs> and you yeah. can also... <laughs> I, 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 like, I like how open it sounds because, like, one, one thing that... um. You know, I like I like that there's that there's like you know sex and sex sexuality in the game and stuff, but it it does seem like such an obvious thing to go for in in any game, right? Especially considering gamers, and I, I'm glad there's like more to it than just that. You know, like I don't want to just play a game where the whole thing is like fuck you, fucking someone. <laughs> no, yeah, you know, it's like, not like that. Yeah, I'm no, glad no, it's no, not. no, that's that's clearly only a small part of yeah. it, but it's certainly an exact. It's exaggerated, but then again, you do see it like. It kind of can't help itself. You open the inventory screen and you're putting someone's armor on, and you like notice they're having like an underpants slot, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you like mouse over it, and it's like got oh, isn't no, you know they've got every character has some special underwear, right? Right. Which is which has got some you know little, and you could take it off right. and you could swap their underwears around. Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> here, here is here is one thing about it though it's, that I think is, is is what separates it from what Sips was saying is I don't want it to just be a fucking hump fest. Like I get it. Is it essentially it do, it does bind you through the game to these characters, and sometimes you know you get in a relationship with them, and they're like, "Oh, I, I love you, you're fantastic." But for most of the characters that are certainly the the ones I've played with so far, you have to make some fucking hard decisions regarding those people. So it adds another layer of concern about, "Oh shit, uh, is this the right decision for them?" Like you actually start like I was really like, "Oh shit, what do I do?" Like really big decisions about their future and sometimes you just have to listen to them and say yep if that's your decision fair enough sometimes you want to try and talk them out of it and it, it's like it is interesting i think by adding that element of attachment and bonding that you get through those relationships with the characters it makes the decisions you have to make about their future much more impactful than they would have been yeah plus point. you've leveled them up and you've it's, had them fight with you for a long time yeah. and you've learned how to to use them and they're quite an integral part of your battle system and the battling isn't easy no so, it's hard you know yeah, is it like divinity like yeah, like one small fight with crabs takes like three hours it's, it yes, can be like that bit. it's not as yeah. frustrating I think the few things they changed was the movement is much better I found divinity 
punishing in terms of the range of things. Right, yeah. Felt very low. I feel like this is more dynamic. And you get all kinds of spells and items that help you. That was fun to play more. when we played it together, though. It was quite fun, wasn't it? Fun! It, it, in, fun. In the end, we had kind of... We, we had a bit of a flow. I know it was chaotic, but... We all had we had roles, right? I remember playing. We, me and you played the first one, didn't we, Lewis? Didn't we play well, through the, the first thing, one? We we talked about this a lot, and I think my recollection of it is that this was almost something that broke our friendship up. <laughs> we, we stopped recording, <laughs> did we? Anything together other than Triforce because of one particular episode of Divinity Two, what? where you were in a village and right. we were sneaking around, and there was like one way that you could go and one way you shouldn't, and I went the wrong way. Right, and that was it. Fucking bedlam. We all started shouting. We never played it again after that. <laughs> I don't and, remember that. And we have not recorded anything other than this. No, we since played. Then. We played some Hearts we, of no, Iron for sure. No, no, we stopped. No, that really, was, was that the last yeah, thing we recorded? I'm ninety nine percent sure we stopped. So should we, we get? Like, this should we working. get the gang together again and play through Baldur's for Gate? Baldur's Gate. I, yeah, I have, dude. I have been asked so much about this. Like, when yeah. are you going to do you a double played dragon? It yet, yeah, I'll I'll do it with you. Okay. Yeah, I haven't played it, so I you guys can be my you can be my Sherpas through the game. I haven't played it at all. You can you people can show are going to be so hyped. If we don't do this, we're going to get asked about it even more. When are you going to do it? You said you're going to do it. When are you going to do it? You said you're going to do it. So we act, if we if you guys want to do this, we actually have to do it. Okay. We could we could stream it though if you wanted tips on yours. We could do like a Well, if you guys stream. want to stream it, we can do it. Yeah, I don't mind. But then Either I way. mean yeah. if people want to see it, we'll on, put it YouTube. on YouTube. Yeah, I, I we'll don't mind. Put it back. We'll put it on YouTube after. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Let's, let's find out. You guys are committing to just Is it is it a long game? Like will it take us a long time? 60 to... hours. That's ah, okay. that's to play through it in a in a pretty steady steady clip. Right. Okay. Is there a lot of is there a lot of side tracking and stuff to do? So the, is it the a map vast is, game? It, it's not open world. Right. Okay. Like it, it's basically corridors in the world. So so you just it funnels you through to the next area, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the, it's like each area is kind of like a puzzle to solve, I guess. Right. Until yeah. Like the, the like one. every every area is unique. Sure. Um, there'll be, you know, there's different bits. You you can just go wandering off. You can, and there's, there'll be a little encounter there and stuff. The fights are hard. Right. And now, th this was my issue that I had. My number one issue, and this was Lewis's fault, all right, with, with the Divinity 2 playthrough, number one issue was the obsession with not reloading. This game, I oh. reloaded every few fucking minutes it felt like at some points. Yeah, there's a lot of reloading in Baldur's Gate. And Lewis is like, no, don't reload. And you were like, no, no, don't, don't reload. It's like, lads, we can't do this. Like, we're, we're yeah, gonna lose. Yeah, no, I get, I get it, I get it. But I do like, I do like winging it, and I do like coming out of a situation not ideally, you know, but still coming out of it. You know what I mean? Okay. Unfortunately, there's a there's a lot of bits in these games where you'll literally open a door up. An orb of fire will come out and annihilate your entire team. Yeah, and you're and like, two people like, are dead, oh. and you you have to use all your so you fucking have, healing you stuff. And all your, yeah, yeah, it's like, well, that's a reload. Like, but because if, if we're going to do... be resistant to that shit, <laughs> this is going to be a... so fucking frustrating. No, it's fine. There'll be free reloads, free refills, free refills on all of your Pepsi pur purchases or Coca Cola. Few. And also, let's right. talk about loot. What about it, Chris? <laughs> you don't need everything. <laughs> you never know when you might need some. No, stuff. trust me, because I played through and I collected a lot of shit. Right, you, there's a lot of stuff you do not need. Is there any? Is there like a base or anything where your, your yeah, yeah, yeah. followers can chill out and you can yeah, see yeah. a little camp? Yeah, and you can send stuff to camp. And can you do? Can you decorate your camp? No. Oh, like I think you can. You can put boxes around and stuff, can't you? Yeah, I, I don't think it's really. It's not you like can't, you can't stash all the it? junk that you pick up or anything. No. no. The only crafting thing, thank God, is alchemy. 
Right. Like you can collect herbs and you can do potions. Right, right. Um, but there's no sort of like, oh, you can make a shitty plus one plate armor. And honestly, selling stuff isn't that big a deal. Right. Because a lot of the time, you, like, there's no way to just sell stuff at camp. You have to load it onto your guy, go find a trader, sell stuff, and then, you know, and also there's an encumbrance system and all the rest of it. So yeah. in terms of, like, goblin-style looting, it, it's out the window. You, you, you just can't do it. Most stuff you just don't need. And I ended the game with tons of money, and I was like, I didn't need half this money. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, uh, you know, old habits die hard sometimes. So you'll have I know. to. You'll just have to call me up on it. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see how it goes. I'm. I'm down for this. All right. What class are you gonna play? Um, I like. Uh, I like sneaking around. You know, I like. I like a rogue or something. All right. Ro rogue is good. I so like I did a rogue playthrough first time I played it. I did right. a rogue run all the way through. Right. And you can end up with some really nice builds. I recommend double hand crossbow. You can end up with some very pog ones in the game. Right. And you can fucking blink people from miles away. Bing, bing. And you do tons of damage. Pretty good. good. Lewis. Well, there you go. I'll be a, um, I'll be a... Lewis, you're always a magician. You need to, I think you need to yeah. be some sort of wizard. A mage. I, 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 I was going like to do a mage warlock. playthrough. But I'm, also, I'm happy to do a paladin playthrough or something oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, paladin. Most oh, wow. popular class, apparently. So really? I, like, I wanted to just do a, a raw fighter. But yeah, yeah, paladin's the number one class. Really? Is it? Yeah. So if we do it as three, we're only going to have one companion. That's going to be a big decision. Oh yeah. So we'll have. So it's it's on. You only have a team of four. Yeah, it's four. Well, you know, we could just make our own companion, though. We don't even have to use one of the standard ones. We just make. But then we own. don't. We don't have any of the story elements of the companions. We we'll just have to fuck each other. Oh my god. <laughs> we need to get one companion. We all fuck. Them. Oh my god. <laughs> all at once. Jesus. So how did how does the the dialogue choice stuff work then? Is one one person like the master? I think it would be you. Yeah. So or we, do you we, vote you, on? I mean, things. me and Lewis have played it. Me and right. Lewis have played it, so it, we're your companions, essentially. Right, okay. So you'll yeah. have to play it, and we'll just, hands off. We won't say let, anything yeah, about you the story. Right. We'll just let you you'll just let me. You you'll want. just let me experience it. We'll live it with your consequences. Living yeah. companions at my side. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But I haven't played all of it. I've only done that. I've only done that one. Oh, I've, I've, so I finished it. It's it's amazing. I don't know if you'd it's like, excellent. I don't know if you like Starfield, Lewis. I, I honestly don't know. I feel like you might, but I, I, I don't know. It's... I guess well, it's on Game Pass, so just give it a try. But um, I will. The outpost stuff is kind of fun. I just don't. Have, I just don't have because I'm doing Jingle Jam stuff. I just don't have oh, any. Free and time. also, yeah, I do have to say, honorable mention in Starfield to the shipbuilding is really, really neat. It's cool, and you can make some whoppers as well. Fuck, you can make some really big ships, and uh, like people have made like Millennium Falcons and like Star Destroyers and like all sorts of stuff. It, like. It, they don't look like amazing, but there's lots of parts. There's lots of cool. Like, I like that you can do that. That's stuff. cool. Yeah, but you, you can't can... fly around in them. It's just combat, right? Isn't well, it just combat? there's combat, and then every, like when you when you fast travel anywhere, you land on a planet stuff. There's always little cutscenes, so you mm. you get to see your ship quite a lot. But you get to see it cinematically, which is kind of nice see. too. You know? um, so it's, yeah, it's not bad, and the and the the builder is is neat. Too. It's like nice. this, we're gonna have to title this podcast an entire podcast about Baldur's Gate three and Starfield. But we, well, we don't. So they, to be fair, we don't talk about games, and often. they just come out. And, and yeah. you guys have played a ton of Baldur's Gate, and I've played a ton of Starfield. So, but also, it, also, how often do we just talk games on the podcast? Yeah, I mean, yeah. we Not are very all often gamers. These days. This is the first yeah. episode in, in probably a good couple of years where we've just talked about games. Yeah. Sometimes it's got to happen. It's what we do for a living. We all uh, love yeah. games. Uh, City Skylines two is coming out soon as well. I played oh. I played that a bit at that event. And it's uh, so far what I've seen is really nice. So I, I did a video with Lewis a and one. Shadow and Tom. Uh, yeah, and you 
It was fun. It was fun. Before we wrap up, let me just say uh, we went on a mini vacation right before. I mean, kids are back to school. Flax, I guess yours are too. Yeah, they're, they're both at big school today. They're both at big school. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But well, my son started big school, which he's getting on with okay. And then my, my well, the baby hasn't got, isn't at school yet. Yeah. My middle one has just started year three, which she seems nice. fine with. Yeah, and oh we did a mini. We did a mini vacation. We went to London for two nights. Right, uh, and the the idea was that we were going to take the baby to see in the night garden live. Which oh, where yeah. was it? Where was it though? In Bromley. Well, yeah, this yeah. is what I was actually going to say. Was so I saw someone talking about this. Well, someone talked about it the other day, and they were saying how in the night garden is works for babies because it's familiar it's soothing yeah, it's something they yeah. know already it's repetitive and it's it plays just at like as starfield well. yeah, yes exactly yes yeah, <laughs> very soothing for big man babies it's very um, it's very sweet it's very very sweet it's it a is very sweet, sweet yeah. show it's long no standing peril. yeah and the, and all of my kids have have loved watching it at various points in their lives the baby uh, as well but the, the baby loved it we went we made it there found our way there and stuff uh went and then when it was done we took the train back to uh, Victoria Station, Central London, and then we had uh, hours to just walk around Central London, mm. which we, we'd never done with the kids before. So we're walking around, looking at we like we we took them to see Buckingham Palace, and we walked down the Mall and went to Trafalgar Square, and like just did like you know just walked around yeah, everywhere, yeah. looking at with stuff. the baby in a pushchair. Yeah, 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 the baby was sleeping in her pushchair. It was pretty good. And uh, my daughter was just kind of like you know after a while she was just like oh, I'm so tired. Can we? Can we go home now? And we're like, yeah, yeah, we'll just go like see one more thing. So we do all this. We get to the end of the end of it, and I turn to my son and I say, "What'd you think of London? Then, like, you know, you got to see Big Ben, you got to see everything. Like, what'd you think?" He's like, "It's really weird." <laughs> like, Why? And he's like, "Why are there so many statues of naked babies?" And I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like, and then I thought about, it, I was like, "Yeah, there are lots of statues lots of naked of babies. Like, yeah. there's just little naked babies everywhere in London. So next time you're in London." See if you can yeah, spot loads baby, of statues naked of count. naked babies. Yeah. yeah, there's fucking tons of them, it turns out. So there you well, go. Well, I went down to Bournemouth last weekend. I hadn't been down home in a while. I hadn't been out in Bournemouth in years. Uh, went down there to see a friend of mine. and Well, a group of them, but him in particular, because he's not well. So we all wanted to go down and cheer him up. And um, we went out to a, a bar in Bournemouth town center uh, called The Post which is like a German, themed around a German bar, but in the evenings they just put banging tunes on and everybody gets on the tables and dances. Oh, that's nice. We all got, we so we drank a load watching the football at my mate's house. Then we went into town and got drank a load in the bar and got really pissed. And then some of us went on to a club, uh, which I hadn't been to a club in years called nice. Canvas, which is up the hill. And we went there and we, we were fucking battered by the end of it. It was great. But I fell off the table to dancing uh, <laughs> in the post, and I really fucked my arm. It's all purple. My whole forearm is purple, and there's Holy a big lump on it. Yeah, I mean, it didn't feel. I didn't notice it till till I got home, and I had like an egg shaped bump on my arm. Oh, I must have just fucking slammed it into the oh, table. Oh, that's the worst when you're drunk and you hurt yourself, and you don't <laughs> yeah. realize till the next day that you've actually really yeah. injured yourself. Uh, but it's like that, I haven't done that in years. I felt no. young again, like yeah, getting yeah. getting wounded on a night out, not in a bad way, but coming back with those little war wounds from your night out. It felt yeah. good. It felt yeah, good. that's good. Yeah. It's nice. It's Man, you re you're so <laughs> <laughs> I like how Sips' son is like noticing 
stuff you know it's with that new that new eyes that fresh look at the world and you're like trying to recapture yeah. uh, <laughs> but it was fun that, it was really fun we, di- we didn't feel too out of place i mean a lot of the people there were much younger um but there were a lot of people around our age um and several people tried to guess my age i don't know why they were trying to do it nobody had me at above 40 not one person oh there and you I go i felt that's, good about it but then i woke up next morning yeah, but then I realized young people don't know what people in their 40s look like. They think if you're 40, you look like you're 60. Yeah. That's the thing. They just don't know. No. So they were like, 38? It's like, nice, but you are out by a decade. Like, what are you thinking? But they just don't know. It's quite sweet, really. The, the first job that I got when I was in Jersey, I was working for like a small company and the guy who hired me, um, I went to the interview and, uh, you know, like it was fine or whatever. But I, I thought I, I was like 23 at the time. And I thought this guy was like easily 60. And uh, so I got the job and a couple of weeks in, like we were just talking or whatever. And he's like, and he mentioned his age. I was like, wait, how old are you? And he's like, oh, I'm 31. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> you, in my mind, you are 60. Like, how are you only 31? That's crazy. Seven years older yeah, than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, yeah, I think you can act a lot older than you are as well right yeah that's sometimes. a big thing and, and, the way and, you and equally you can act a lot younger than you are too and i think that helps oh the hair yeah, oh, yeah. yeah for sure oh, yeah. you know yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. so so i i think you see it all the time on on dating sites as well right like someone's first picture you'll be like oh they look about 23 and you scroll down and they're like 43 like, what <laughs> yeah. filters did, they got filters how did this happen that's how everybody um, uses filters yeah and and the other way too sometimes you'll scroll you'll say god that looks this this woman looks like she's 43 and you'll scroll down and she'll be 23 and you'll be like how smoking 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 yeah smoking. very weird yeah anyway anyway, anyway. thanks anyway. everyone we'll be back we will uh, be, be back beautiful. Be, be good to each other play games play oh yeah be, be, yeah kiss go for kiss it your, your your companion for me kiss your companion <laughs> for you yeah yes say hi to shadowheart tell her i said hi tell her i still resent it but it was nice to see you all right we love you bye. goodbye peace goodbye.